Welcome to Nervous Rex, a Neon Genesis Evangelion podcast that's 50% rewatch, 50% first time watch, and 100% drama. That seems particularly accurate this episode. Yeah. If I uh, if I thought that the uh, the uh, the effects of these experiences weren't clear enough on Shinji last episode, they definitely made up for it this Ooh. time. Yeah. My name is Joe. I'm joined uh, as always by Chris. I'm the I'm the rewatch portion. Or no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm oh, I'm tired. I'm sleepy. I'm not. I thought th- you were. I... I've never seen it before. <laughs> See, I thought you did that on purpose no. as a bit. No. Hi, everybody. My name's Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm watching for the first time. I'm being sad at this for the first time. Yeah, and I, my name's actually Joe. I've seen this before. Uh, but, man, it's been long enough that I was not prepared <laughs> for uh, some of that. It's weird. You know, it's like when I think about Evangelion, I would say one of the first things I think about is how iconic Shinji screams are. Yeah. And, and yet still, still... Uh, in context, it hits so much harder uh, than I remember. Yeah, it's I, I I don't expect I'll forget it very easily. Yeah, and it uh it it sure lasts too. Um, we're talking about episode three this episode. Uh, the title one, the phone that never rings. Also, uh, the second title card says a transfer because we are talking about Shinji transferring into a school. Uh, and quite a, it's probably a double meaning of a lot of people who transfer out at the same time, but um, specifically Shinji, of course, is the focus. Uh, and also, his phone never rings. Yes. You, you used to call me on the cell phone. Oh, God. Uh, late at night when you were piloting an Eva. You're a, it's a 2019. It's 2019. I can't pull this shit. Yeah, you really can't. Um, Stop sinning immediately. I apologize. <laughs> So we d- we decided last time to do like a sort of like cliff notes recap yes. of like just like describing the stuff and then we'll get into the the analysis. We'll I, j- I just got my letterbox account. The media analyzer has <laughs> logged on. Hell yeah. yeah. You're probably the first person to get a letterboxed after a film degree. <laughs> I would if I if I had to guess most people get it before and then never get the film degree. Yeah, that's all I needed. They, yeah, they just think that because they are out here rating drive four out of five <laughs> stars instead of five, they have nuance. <laughs> but but I, I don't know if um every individual episode of of Evangelion has a has a a page on Letterbox that you can review. Um, there are movies we can watch. I'm sure there's a lot of five star reviews for those. That's a priority now. I, I gotta I gotta I gotta fill those up on my on my brand new app. <laughs> we'll make our way there. Chris, why why don't you tell the good listeners the sort of overarching plot of this episode? Oh, I was not prepared to have this responsibility eventually thrust onto me. I kind of assumed it'd always be a thing you would do, but okay. Uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll I can do it. I'll, uh, no, I'll fill in it. the gaps if needed. Yeah, I'll fill in the gaps if you need it. Just uh, I uh, much like Shinji, I just do what I'm told to do, and that's how I move through life. Oh, no, you can't make that metaphor. That's going to make me feel bad. <laughs> Sorry, no, I didn't mean, mean it like that. <laughs> I, did, I did relate a little bit. but uh, uh, So anyway, so it opens with uh, Shinji at Ava practice. He's, uh, he's shooting some dummies in the danger room while Masato's uh, instructing him to keep it in the center and, and pull the trigger, which he uh, is repeating to himself over and over again, which is, like, really, like, disturbing. It's a very, like, chilling scene. Yeah. 
Yeah, that that scene is so harrowing. Yeah, he's got like this real like dead look on his face, and he's just like repeating it to himself as he's as he's pulling the trigger, and it's it's really good stuff. It's, I mean, it's bad stuff, but it's good stuff. Uh, so then we move on, and he is in school. They're in this classroom, which is like like hardly populated at all because everyone's been evacuated after the the last angel attack. And there's a teacher kind of explaining the history of the world, talking about the the second impact. Uh, which I will I will trust you to get into if we need to do that. But I loved I loved the, how the the teacher is just like super like absent minded, like staring out the window, talking about like history. Because then the class is is gossiping the whole time, and they they eventually like they're on like some kind of like AOL like AIM type deal, and they ask Shinji if the rumors mm-hmm. are true that he is the the pilot, and he says yes, and all the kids bolt up and go like surround him, and they're asking him a bunch of questions and talking about how cool it is or whatever, and the teacher just keeps talking. <laughs> Which is like real up my alley as far as yeah. like dumb background. Yeah, gags. just keep keeps keeps lamenting the uh, the second impact. So yeah, well I'll, I'll I'll talk about that scene. I have a lot of thoughts about that scene. Yeah, and uh, when we get there. So then yeah, then there's another. There's a kid there that looks like Arnold from the Magic School Bus, and his name is Kensuke. <laughs> and uh... <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Fuck. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking he's like Dexter, but grown up. But you're so much more right. Yeah, he's playing with a little rocket or something at first. But his his buddy ends up showing up. His name is Toji, and he's been gone because his sister was she was killed, right, or just injured. Um, I actually I kind of want to double check because I thought she was she had died, but later Kinsuke says injured, and I want he does say he needed to um, help her. So I think I think she's alive. Okay. But anyway, so this guy has been. He's like kind of like a cool jock looking dude. He like later he wears his shoes around his neck. It's real tight. But uh, he he <laughs> was gone because his sister was hurt, and like um his his dad and grandpa are both working in the kind of like war efforts, so they can't leave their stations. He mentions anyway. He's back at school now, and he's real mad. He's like he's saying like the the pilot of the Ava in the last attack was an idiot because it like just caused damage and got got people hurt and or killed, including his sister because she got crushed under rocks or something and so when he finds out that shinji was indeed the the pilot and the rumors are true he uh he ends up punching him in the face outside the school and that's real mean and sad mm-hmm. yeah kinsuke is just like they're watching and he's just kind of like it's weird because he's like oh he's he's doing this because his sister got hurt in the attack but he's like smiling during it i hate this piece of shit <laughs> i i thought it was really interesting that Kensuke like, tells Shinji after he's been punched the first time, and he's like, uh, he's like, oh, he's doing this because his sister got hurt in the attack, or at least that's his excuse. And that line is super interesting to me. Like, mm-hmm. the implication that like, it could be something else. He's just, he just has, he's looking for an outlet yeah. <laughs> for him being angry about the, the whole thing, or in general. Yeah. I guess I, I, I skipped kind of a detail. You, you mentioned it, but... Earlier in the episode, um, Misato is talking about how she got Shinji a, a cell phone since he'd be at school, and she thought he would need it. But turns out, uh, mm-hmm. nobody has has reached out to him. No one's called. And um, Ritsuko goes into this whole thing called the Hedgehog Dilemma about how people like Shinji, it's difficult for them to get close to other people because they're afraid of getting hurt. Much like a hedgehog can't get close to another hedgehog because they're they're all like prickly, pokey. Yeah. So that'll be relevant a little later. Then uh, a new angel shows up that looks like a big tongue with, like, electro whips. And so they, uh, 
they evacuate people yeah. again to safety. What's up? I was just thinking about it looking like a tongue, and I guess you're right. <laughs> That's just... but it's just it's just upsetting. <laughs> no, it is. This this design was, I I gotta say up front. This design wasn't nearly as cool as the last one. Oh no, it's 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 also not on screen nearly as much. I don't think it's uh supposed to be as uh harrowing yeah. as the as the first one but this one is kind of just like give me a monster of the week and someone's just like all right here's my tongue so then <laughs> they <laughs> they they call shinji up to to go fight again and they uh they send him up and what i didn't realize last time was a really cool like big ass elevator they made for these things like yeah when they it shoot... like goes up on like this con like vertical conveyor yeah Thing. Did they show that last time? Because I don't remember him getting out of a big robot elevator. I would have remembered uh, I don't that. Know if, I don't know if they showed... I mean, they did. I know they showed the uh, it going up. Right. I don't know if they showed... I don't remember what it looked like top side. I don't think he stepped out of that out. box like that, because that was really cool. But it was, it was a, It's a really effective shot. I don't remember how it looks um, in the first episode. Because the first episode, as soon as, he's, as soon as he's up there, it's over. Yeah. So this time, he's up there, and he's ready to, to fight the thing, and uh, Masato's like, okay, I remember, like, we practiced, like, first disable, it's, um, I already forgot the name of the, the shield thing we talked about last episode. Yeah, the, the AT field. That's it. And it's like, alright, disable that, and then do, like, the practice where you, you know, point it in the center and shoot. Got it, right? You're, you're good? And he's like, I'm just gonna shoot! And they're like, no, you big dummy, like, you, you got, like, you're hiding it in your own, like, gunfire smoke, like, um, so that mm -hmm. hit him kind of being locked into that creepy, like ritual that we talked about earlier, where he's just kind of like point and shoot, point and shoot, like that ends up coming back to haunt them that they've drilled that into this kid because he like forgets the important details of the rest of the combat strategy. He's just shooting at the thing. And then he gets mm -hmm. owned and flung into like a mountainside where, uh, Toji and Earl have, uh, have escaped <laughs> to go watch the fight. Cause, uh, the Arnold kid, AKA Earl is, um, is real like, Earl Arn Arnold, <laughs> whichever name yeah. you want to give him. It's like the episode titles. Just take your pick. But he, yeah, they're uh, all they're all true. Yeah, he had told Toji in in a in the urinal that he wanted to uh, to get out of there and get video footage of of the fight. He's had a camera in his hand basically the entire episode. Like he's super mm -hmm. into like he wants to see the Ava in action. So they're up there on the mountain where they shouldn't be, and they're watching the fight, and then the uh, the Ava with Shinji in it gets flung over by them, and it starts trying to, like, defend... Shinji's, like, defending himself, but also them from the monster, and uh, Masato orders him to, to open up the cockpit to let them in so that he can, like, fight again. I, mean, I think she did seem, like, concerned for their safety as well, but it was also just because, like, they were... Everyone involved was kind of realizing, like, he can't really do anything with, like, civilians sitting right there. So... Yeah. They get them into the cockpit, which is really interesting because we saw earlier in the episode Toji criticizing the pilot, and then now he's like up close and personal, having to see what that's actually like for Shinji, which is which is yeah. cool. Like such a quick turnaround too. Yeah. <laughs> on that on that uh that uh character development. Uh huh. Instant karma. So see, yeah, yep. it's like first you bully the kid, now you have to watch him scream and and like disturbing agony, but. Mm -hmm. So then once they're in there, oh, this is an important thing, too. At the beginning of the episode, there's some exposition about how the suit works, and it's normally connected to a, uh, like, an umbilical cord. They literally say that. I'm not making yeah, a joke. Yeah, they don't really tip, they don't tiptoe around that, uh, that term. It's straight up called an umbilical cord. Yeah. But, but they mention that if that gets disconnected from that, the, uh, the Ava only has, like, five minutes of, like, battery life, because they're, that's the best they can do for right now. And of course, mm -hmm. that thing, because they mentioned it earlier, it gets it gets disabled 
during this fight. And so, like, at this point, he's Shinji's in the cockpit with these two other kids, and he's fighting this, this second angel, and he's got five minutes left in his, his battery. And he's just, like, in this, like, traumatized zone. Like, he's just, like, they keep telling him to, to escape, but then he... um. He's saying under his breath, like, I mustn't run away, like he did in the first episode. Mm-hmm. And he just like locks it and he just like charges at this 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 tongue thing. And he takes it, he pulls out this little like knife from the the back of the Ava and rams it into its eye and just like holds it there, pushing it, screaming for like the entirety of the rest of the battery life. And then the uh, the the angel dies like just in time. So that wraps up that fight. That scene where he's like screaming and like they're counting down like the last ten seconds. It's very uh very well done to set that tension yeah it's 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 i i didn't really have any doubt that it was going to go the way it did so it wasn't as like tense as they probably wanted it to be but i still thought i still found it like a very effective moment regardless of the fact that like there wasn't like the suspense that was probably intended like i didn't need the suspense it was still effective yeah it's a very powerful moment even if you're like this is episode three of 26 like like it's like it's like going to a marvel movie uh, a little bit, you know they're gonna win probably. Yeah, I mean, although I would say this show, if any, have done a good job of showing that like he's not necessarily gonna win every or many mm-hmm. fights at all. But I still, yeah, I was never worried that the thing wasn't gonna die before the timer so, ran some, out. Something would have happened, and he would have, you know, been, he would have been alive. It maybe not okay is the yeah. word, but yeah. So that wraps up, and um, we see Toji and Earl back at school, and. uh Toji's noticed that Shinji hasn't shown up in three days, and Kensuke's probably like he's like he's like well you probably should have apologized to him like when we were together with him if you didn't want it to be bothering you this whole time, so he gives him his phone number to the phone that never rings, and uh, Toji calls but I I'm pretty sure the implication is that he gets no answer because we get this shot from outside the building like it's raining outside and we're just looking into the window and he's on the phone but eventually just like drops his arm and and walks off so it's unlikely that Shinji picked up the call. Mm-hmm. And that's the episode. They hold that shot for like a little bit. Yeah. And you know, Joe, the I window wish, in the rain. I wish there was like a pin tweet for podcasts. Cause I just want to like put at the top of every episode we do here. Like, Hey, the animation's really beautiful. And the sound design is great. Cause I'm just going to say it every week. So I just wish we, we could, could like say it every week. <laughs> that could be part of the new intro that, that like, you'll say the whole like actual clever thing about the 50%, 50%, 100%. And I'll just be like, Oh, and by the way, the animation is beautiful. And I love the sound design. That'll be the new yeah, it's intro. Like, Man, this looks and sounds good. Y'all. Yeah. Cause the, the, that shot with the rain and stuff, I was like, this could legit be asmr for me i could just put on this last scene on a loop and just like go to sleep Mm -hmm. feeling all nice um yeah i feel that yeah but yeah so that's the the recap of the episode i guess we can dive in wherever you want yeah that's the that's the that's the cliff notes version you could probably pass a test on this now yeah there's there's really only a couple details that i think got lost i mean there's a couple things out of order but it still lands fine there was one thing that I don't know. If, did you catch the, that they called this one the fourth angel? Yes, I did. Okay, this is still the only the second one that Shinji's fought. You know, right. we've talked about angels before the the one that we saw in the first episode. Yeah, the the way I had it figured was because they said the second impact, so I figured the first angel was the first impact, the second one was the second impact, and then these last two have been through this this like return of them because we saw the one last time in this one. Is that correct? Um. I don't know shit about the first two impacts. 
Uh, I know some shit about the first two angels, but I'd have to, like, actually look up if that connects. Okay. That was just my, like, assumption based on what they were saying, but I guess that there's nothing that actually said that explicitly. Which is a very fair assumption. Yeah. I will neither confirm nor deny it because I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, who right. has not who, ha- who has not watched this show in a long time, and the things that I retained were not the deep lore. <sighs> time to get a new 50%. Yeah. Uh, I just remember the how fucking good it looks and how traumatic the scenes are. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's uh they mentioned the fourth angel. There's some other little details about like um uh when when they get in the when when Shinji lets uh Toji and Earl in the um like LCL, they say that that's like a problem. I don't know if that has anything to do with how Shinji responds in that last minute, but it's like Probably, oh, it doesn't help. <laughs> I thought it would be more of an issue for the. I, I the way they made it sound was that it would really be like um a thing that would affect the the Ava, not necessarily Shinji, but I guess that it's not. I'm not super well versed yet on how like connected the two of them are. So maybe. Honestly, I there's there's something interesting about how much of it is glossed over and not explained. Yeah, like we don't see Shinji learn the ins and outs or train. They just open episode three with, "Hey, do you have everything memorized?" Yeah, and then they and then they like do like a very they light, plug your podcast. Like, it was nice, like twenty years early. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, how do you feel about this episode? I feel like saying it's good is like there's like an asterisk next to it because good so? is like well, it's 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 the same thing before you were like that's good stuff. I mean, it's bad stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> but yeah, if, but like I mean, I don't know. Like I have no qualms saying like th- that things that like can be like um. Like that can be portrayed sad material are still like good like oh certainly, certainly. um yeah a- any I'm like, negative like, would just I be d- like sympathy for the characters like I don't think there's anything like wrong with this episode yeah okay I was just I was just curious how you felt about I, it um, I liked it I thought it was strong yeah I think it's good um it sets up a lot um it does sometimes the show doesn't feel like it's setting things up it just feels like things are happening. In in a way that probably just sounds bullshit, but um, it's the the tone of the show is something I appreciate a lot. Like, it's not like this is another episode that's pretty quiet in terms of like background music. Mm-hmm. I don't remember actually if there's was there any scoring in the first half. There, I don't feel like first uh, first half. I'm not sure. They definitely kicked back in the music when they launched him up in the in the robot elevator. Yeah, they have that really good bongos uh, in the the battle music. Did that you say came bongos? In the, the it sounds like a bongo. <laughs> the percussion. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping track. I might be wrong. <laughs> I might be wrong. Hey, uh, fun um, fact, Joe. Did you know they recorded the first episode of Neon Genesis Evangelion on a rock band mic? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> they, they used the Donkey Congo drums on the third episode. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, what's that song called? Uh, shit. It's like Decisive Battle or something, the name of that song. But yeah, it's totally... Recorded on Donkey Konga drums in fucking <laughs> 1995. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Claude. <laughs> you brought this on yourself. But we're trying to have a serious analysis over here. You're bringing up bongos. It's in the song, I think. <laughs> I appreciate the percussion that I do think sounds like bongos. If you know if there's a bongo in that mix, tweet us. Yes, please let us know. The bongo identifiers have logged on. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, how do you feel about the like the sort of setup and introduction of Toji and Kinsuke? I like it. I'm already I'm already invested in in those two little geeks. I uh, mm-hmm. I think Kinsuke's an asshole. 
I mean, yeah, but like not the kind of asshole I don't want to watch. Like, sure, he's that's a fair distinction. I would say he's at least interesting. Like, it's not necessarily anything new to to see. Like, oh, like it's a kid with a camera that wants to see giant monster fights. But like the the other things we mentioned about how his kind of like flippant attitude towards watching Shinji get beat up and his like kind of read on Toji's personality and motivations and um, stuff like that makes him kind of a a, um, a a fun figure to have around, even if he's like not nice well so toji is like missing from school uh for like a, a couple days or whatever because uh kinsuke and the like class representative or um which i'm assuming is like a, 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 a uh comparable to like class president or something something like that i used to know things and now i don't yeah i liked her that's all i know yeah she seemed nice um she cared about the teacher. Yeah, yeah. She cared about things running the way they were supposed to, which didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. Uh, she's asking Kensuke about Toji, some handout that she wanted him to give, uh, give him. He's like, oh, I, I, I didn't, you know, I went to his house, but no one was there. He hasn't been in class. And then he shows up and explains that uh, the reason he was out is not, it's because um, his sister was injured uh, in the last attack, which I guess has been like, what, three, four days now or something, it says. Yeah, it wasn't very long. No. Uh, and then uh, I think Kinsuke's like, hey, did you hear, like, the new kid? There's a rumor that he's the pilot of the robot. And this is, like, after Toji has complained about being the pilot's fault. Yeah. Whatever happened. I don't know. Like, well, I don't know if he's like, why did he attack the building or whatever? But obviously we know the first episode Shinji didn't really do anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is part of it. Uh, but then, so Toji learns that. and then. The next classroom scene is uh, them all on the laptops as the teacher explains the second impact. And he's, like, lamenting this tragedy. This, like, this asteroid came down in Antarctica and, like, completely fucked everything up. Like, all of the polar caps melted immediately. And then there was this flood and, like, so many people were devastated as a result. And he's, like, not paying attention to the class. Um, It's just kind of like his talking kind of just going on in the background of the scene, which I think is... It kind of solidifies a theme that had already been set up by Kinsuke romanticizing shit. Like he's like, I really want to film this war. I really, yeah. I really want to see this stuff that has we haven't seen before. Um, and he's like a kid; he doesn't understand fucking any of the context of what he's uh uh hoping for. Um, but then I think I think that followed up by uh all this devastating stuff being described by the teacher, while all the kids are like, oh my god. Are you the Eva pilot? That's so cool. You're so cool. Tell us about the robot. And then he's just, like, still in the background describing, you know, like, all these terrible things that have happened as a result of the yeah, second impact. Which, you just made me realize what a jerk I am, because I, like, thought that moment was funny, and then I think about it as, like, oh, that is kind of dark, and, like, the, that, like, they they were, they were, like, only paying attention to, like, the the perceived like glamour and cool factor and like all the consequences were being described to them and they were ignoring all of it. It's, it's kind of, um, I, I think there's, it's easier to read as either of the two things based on like, I feel like in any other shonen, it would be a joke. And then the, the way that Eva sells it with like, you know, like if you, if you took a song out of like the Naruto soundtrack and you put it behind this, yeah, it would be indistinct. It's a joke, yeah. yeah. And, but Eva, following the last two episodes, um, and like the opening of this episode of being like, 
this is what this situation is doing to this boy. Why did he say yes? <laughs> is my question. Um, I, I wonder. That's interesting too. Because he thinks about it for like 10, 15 seconds. Like it's a long shot of him clearly thinking about what to answer. Yeah. When he's I am'd. I, I kind of, I feel like with most shows, the answer would be like, oh, like he wanted like the, the attention or the way to interact with people or whatever. But I don't think that's really in Shinji's character. If I were to be honest, I think my best guess would be that, like, I think he just wouldn't feel that comfortable lying. That definitely seems like the case. Like he's just so, I mean, like, what, like I said earlier, he just like does what he's told. And I feel like it, that mm-hmm. can kind of translate to like, if, he, if you ask him a question, he's going to like answer it. Yeah, he was probably thinking like, "Am I gonna get in trouble for this?" Yeah, um, or Which like maybe does. there's a lot. To, there's a lot to consider. Uh, he because he like looks around the room when he gets the IM and he sees like these girls in the back that are like waving like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe it!" And then he's like sits there and he's like, "Uh, yes." And then the whole yeah, and then everyone's at his desk yelling at him. And Shinji's such an interesting like subversion of so many characters that would be in his shoes because like we talked about with the um. The fan service thing last time, like he's in a situation where other characters and other viewers would be like, "Oh hell yeah, like whatever." But like he, and yeah, this you're backs this up, cool badass pilot. Get the girls, dude. And like he, they don't show. Uh, first of all, I was gonna say they don't show him having any sort of like enjoyable reaction to all the attention he's getting. But then I realized I don't think they even show his face at all. He's too, he's surrounded by all those people, so we don't even see his reaction. Which then backs up what I was saying that I think. It's not about any of that for him. I think it's literally just like he just was presented with a question and answered. Because mm-hmm. like they don't show him like being pleased that everyone's talking to him and noticing him now. They don't show him being necessarily uncomfortable with it either. It was just like a, a matter of fact thing for him. Yeah, like they're asking him questions and he's like, some of the stuff's secret, and then he still ends up saying like, uh, oh yeah, it's it has this big knife or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's not a lot of attention on him. There's like a little like when it starts, you see him, but then it goes to Kinsuke like clearly listening and writing stuff down yeah and then uh there's a shot of it from behind just the huge crowd the shot of the teacher the shot of the class rep trying to get things under control toji looking clearly upset uh, i think is the last thing because it hard cuts from that to uh him punching shinji outside the school yeah and there's that great shot where it's just like shinji goes down and you see kensuke like looking on it, and there's just like toji's like shaking fist and arm yeah it's, i it's, loved it's that very well done and, and like uh it's quiet it, it what's interesting to me about thinking about why shinji said yes is because if for any reason he thought this would be a chance to meet people and make friends the hard cut from that to him getting beat up for it is just like so upsetting to yeah. grapple with and then yeah so kinsuke is like oh yeah he's uh well first toji says like i have to get my anger out very bluntly uh, Kinsuke says he's doing this because his sister was injured in the last attack and, or at least that's his excuse is what the subtitle says for Kinsuke. And I, I, the, Toji's really interesting about like this representation of like being really mad at destruction and then like finding someone involved to be angry about it with. And then causing destruction of his own. Yeah, yeah, because he, he, you know, he picks on Shinji for it, and he's like, oh, yeah, it was the robot pilot who who damaged the building when they were, like, fighting this giant monster, and that would have also destroyed the building, um, and then, and did, like, a lot of, there was, like, an explosion or whatever, we know Shinji wasn't even piloting that night, because he, like, immediately went unconscious, 
Yeah. And it went like berserk or whatever. And then uh, Shinji says like under his breath, like I didn't pilot it by choice. And then Toji goes and hits him again. <laughs> yeah, it like only made him matter. Yeah, I don't, and that's interesting how they decide to show that. Like, what actually is his problem then? If he's just like, why is he more mad if he's like forced into this situation than he would be if he was like, no, yeah, I know, I, I was a, you know, I chose to be a pilot and I made a mistake. He's just like, I've been forced into this fucking position and shit happens. And he's like, now I'm more mad. And I'm, yeah, I mean, and, and, like, if he's more mad at the system, it's, like, I get it. It's just, like, still he's taking it out on this other kid. I think he... it might be kind of, like, a thing. I love that now this has turned into me, like, psychoanalyzing all these characters. But I think, like... Um... Welcome to watching Neon Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> I think uh, my first guess was going to be just that, like, he didn't like that Shinji, like, stood up for himself or spoke up at all. But I think Toji's a little oh. bit more complicated of a character than that. What I actually think it is is that that makes it harder for him to be mad at him. It's the kind of it's like the kill him with kindness kind of idea oh, where it's like okay. he that, wants I mean, to, yeah, it's a fair. He yeah. wants to view Shinji as this like asshole and like and like it would have been easier for Toji if Shinji's like, yeah, I like piloted the robot and like sorry about your sister, like fuck you. But the fact that he was like, look, I didn't even want this. That like might have made Toji more upset because he realized like Shinji's not gonna be the the easy good target he wanted him to be like um, mm-hmm. emotionally speaking or like yeah there's there's so many fucking ways to read it uh, and like you know I'm thinking a little bit ahead of like knowing the you know other things that Toji is involved in yeah um but like there, there's a lot of different ways too because like in in any other shonen you'd be like oh you know, I'm I'm mad that this rival isn't doing things the right way, uh, or whatever. If if that's how they're setting up Toji to be, and it's not really in this episode. Um, and then you get like, I mean, I didn't even want to do this, or maybe Toji feels like he wishes someone else was in Shinji's position who was oh yeah wanted wanted to do it or was more competent. Um, right, because if they wanted it, they maybe could have done a better job and whatever. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it goes by so quick, and then like. You know, ten minutes later, you get uh, Toji seeing the inside of the cockpit and Shinji, uh, you know, Shinji's blood-curdling scream. Yeah, I'm gonna make a bad comparison. I'm gonna preface it by saying it's a bad comparison, but it kind of reminds me with like like the the very quick turnaround from like introduction as an adversary to now like all right, I'm kind of with you. Um, it reminds me of Speedwagon in uh, JoJo's. Like, hmm. it's way more... Yeah, I mean, like, that's, a, that's a very quick turnaround, too. It's way more, like, emotionally intense and motivated than that one is, but it's it's similar oh, in, in terms surely. of, like, yeah. like, many other shows would, would drag that um, process out, and these shows are both like, no, like, I know you thought he's going to be a bad guy, but, like, no, fuck it. Like, mm-hmm. he's... Yeah, it's, it's... I mean, yeah, there are vastly different reasons of that turnaround. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a similar sort of, like, they're an asshole, and now it's just... The thing is, like, I think Speedwagon immediately is, like, I'm on your side and I'm supporting you. And I think Toji is going to stay complicated, but like clearly has a different perspective now. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you, you, if you look at just from point A to point B, point A, he punches the kid point B, he calls him. Yeah. Calls him trying to apologize for punching him. Yeah. (laughs) But he doesn't pick up. Yeah. So so. we'll, we'll, we'll we'll see what he keeps inside of him. (laughs) Yeah. And, and Kinsuke, I feel like Kinsuke like negs him on sometimes and it's so obnoxious. Like, obviously that's the point. Yeah, I mean, but, like, he also, like, gave him the means with which to apologize and encourage the apology. Sure. After, he's, he's what, an interesting, like, a couple days. He's an interesting character. Like, he's, he's like, a weird one because you can't really nail down his, like, morality, which I guess is pretty true of a 
14 year old boy like yeah he just seems to like to watch shit happen yeah like oh, both God. on the, the larger scale and the the smaller scale but yeah like he he sees his friend uh being frustrated for as, as he says like a couple days and he's like here's his phone number not like <laughs> how long have you had that how did you get that <laughs> yeah i don't know how yeah how did i mean i don't know he's a little like hacker child probably He's, he puts mm. up those kinds of vibes. Oh, but yeah, that's a lot of uh, Toji's arc. Um, I, after... I made a joke about uh, I made a joke last week about like uh, Shinji having to go to school, but I ended up actually really liking the stuff they did at the school. I mean, I never thought I was like not gonna like it, but I thought it was like absurd that this kid had to go to school. Yeah, I, I think your I think your words were like, "Isn't his life hard enough?" Yeah, exactly. Like he has to fight giant monsters in a robot suit, and he has homework. Uh, but like, I actually ended up really liking the 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 school stuff because like the spider-man fan of me is like pointing at it just like spider-man like that's like if if peter parker was at school and flash thompson and everyone else knew he was spider-man i thought he wasn't doing a good enough job of it yeah yeah that's an that's an interesting comparison only what you'd get from having me on the podcast joe mm-hmm. what, that's what why, i'm here for you know what it's kind of surprising that we did this instead of a spider-man podcast so i feel like that's a thing that we already have in common <laughs> there we go that's the next one folks we're Hell banking yeah. podcast ideas. Don't steal. Dude, uh, yeah, no one's ever made a Spider-Man podcast, <laughs> much like no one's ever made an Evangelion podcast until uh-uh. now. You can't prove it. I'll look away <laughs> if you try. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a lot of that. We haven't mentioned, I think, once that Ray is in this class, too. I was going to earlier, yeah. She's, like, in the class and is still all bandaged to hell. And I was like, oh, they made her go, too. Yeah, she's there. Uh, and then... She just, you just, that just cuts to her sometime. She's silent in the back of the room. Uh, notably, after Shinji gets beaten up, she walks over to him and says, There's an emergency call. I'm going to oh, leave. Oh, yeah. Forgot about and that. Then, and then the, the sirens call, and then we cut to the second half of the episode in which Shinji gets in the robot and he uh, fights the angel. angel. I have a question about that. It's really simple. Um, so the, the, the moment where. He, the the monster like cuts Shinji's gun in half, and Masato was like, "I'll send you another rifle," and like it like shoots up a little like thing, and like it's like a like the, like there was the big robot elevator. There's like a big like gun elevator, and he takes the rifle out of that. And in that moment, mm-hmm. I was just like, "Wow, this would make a very cool video game." And I was just wondering if there have been Neon Genesis games and what they're like. There's one on this Nintendo sixty four. Uh, I think it's just a very basic like fighter. I'm not sure. That seems weird for, like, an adaptation of this show. Yeah, I don't remember much about it, Evangelion video game. I just, like, the the thought of, like, having these, like, fights in this city where, like, there's, like, big building-sized places where you can, like, pull a gun out would be, like, fun for my, like, 12-year-old brain. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand. Um, I think that might be, I'm looking at a PS2 game, that might be sort of how that works. Based on it looks like you're actually walking around tokyo yeah i love i i like i loved that they like had that like ghost classroom basically where there were like seven kids like i thought that did a lot to add to the world building we talked about before about like the the loneliness of this like mostly evacuated city and stuff yeah we need to we need to stream these video games sometime (laughs) i'm down extra life (laughs) extra life but yeah i don't i don't know if he actually gets that gun because he ends up not having it later I think something that kind of goes unmentioned, uh, but I think uh, is an interesting part of the whole Evangelion versus Angel process, 
Uh, it, we also didn't mention that Gendo isn't there, so um, yeah. uh, Masada was kind of completely uncharged. We also didn't mention the scene where wakes up and Masato's like asleep it doesn't really add to much other than Masato is still this like mess yeah large child but she was really likable in this episode at least for me like when she like took charge and was just like like get those kids in there and like when they were like uh oh like send in the Ava she's like I was gonna do it anyway even if they didn't tell me to like I I, I liked the way that she was um taking charge of the situation and, like, making what I felt were, like, the right decisions. Yeah, no, I feel like this is an episode where there's there, there's something about that first... So the, so the very first scene is the one in the training, the really dark training room, where Masato seems upset about how Shinji is being pushed yeah. um, into this spot. And then then the hard cuts from that to where she's a really shitty roommate for him. Yeah. Um, And she, he's she's, like, simultaneously, like, don't wake me up, don't interact with me this early but also it's trash day take the trash out and he's just like okay like right after we said right right after we heard uh uh ritsuko would be like oh he just does whatever he's told it feels like a, a, a very intentional back-to-back um but i do think uh despite her being a bad housemate she does care about him in her position at nerve yeah. um she she really wanted him to escape she was really concerned when he was fucking shit up they they point out in that scene in the nerve headquarters that like uh oh the you know the last angel we had fifteen years between them uh but this one just came like a couple of days after the last one um I think that's a very interesting thing to think about in the terms of like when this thing starts like whipping and grabbing the Ava it's like there's no fucking way they know what these things are gonna do <laughs> yeah like they're just like hoping that the guns are effective on them or the knife or whatever. I didn't mention it, but there was another, it was a cool reminder that, uh, as we discovered last time, that Ava's not just a robot suit, and it's got, like, some kind of, like, flesh underneath there, because, like, the the whip thing had burned off, like, oh, yeah. most of the, the gloved hand, if you will, of the Ava. Yeah, the, yeah there's something under that uh, that we get another hint of. Yeah, I had kind of forgotten about that, so when that shot pulled up, I was like, oh, that was good to include. Yeah, no, it's a, it's another reminder. Um, and it was cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it's... Very well done. A lot, a lot of that fight, I think, is very well done. It's kind of an assault on the senses in, in a couple spots, obviously, where Shinji's screaming. Because it's not just him screaming, although I think him screaming by itself is effective when yeah. done. <laughs> um, but, like, That's... him screaming, the music's there, uh, these alarms are blaring, there's someone counting down the last, like, ten seconds. It's just the lights are, the, like, red lights are flashing in the cockpit and uh, in Nerve. You get to look at Toji and Kinsuke's horrified faces in the LCO with him. I loved the 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 framing on a lot of those shots too. Like when when um, Toji and Kinsuke are, are in there, there's like they see um, Shinji in the the cockpit from a distance and from like the back and to the side to where like mm-hmm. they can't like really see him, but they're like in the same space with them. I just really liked that when he's like pushing his whole body forward. Yeah. When he's when he's doing that stabbing motion, he's like he's mm-hmm. got both his hands on the controls and he's just like slumped over. Like them seeing that, I think is a really effective shot. Yeah. Uh, somehow we haven't talked about the the ending silhouette of when it dies and the robot powers down at the same point and there's like this sunset behind the Yeah. these these two things. I'm, I don't know how it took us so long to bring it up cuz I feel like as soon as I saw it I was like that's both of our shit. Yeah. Both well, of, I mean, both that, of I, us I, like that. <laughs> I noted it, but all I'd have to say is, like, it good. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. It's just good. But yeah, I think the as much as there isn't a lot of fight, I think it really sells. Um, like, like what what it's doing is really really effective. Yeah, and 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 more importantly than than anything else, it's it's character through action. It's like this was this is the episode, like I said, where like you. Re- it's not just this scene, but it's this scene's doing most of the heavy lifting. Is like you get a real real insight into Shinji and what's going on with him in mm-hmm. in this fight like and it's it's so it's so to me like from what you've said and from what we've watched in the, the first three episodes i feel like it's such a, an encapsulation of the show's messaging of just like i know that y'all think this shit's cute and fun because you, you you know like watched shonen stuff but like if someone were to actually have to go through these things it would mess them up like the the fact yeah. that this this innocent schoolboy like is now at the point where he's just in like a like a blood curdling screaming rage like jamming a knife into a thing's eye and like no one can pull him away from it like no one can mm-hmm. like tell him to run or do anything else like it's like that's such a compelling situation to to watch yeah and it and it's it, and it's really done in a very like masterful way of like presenting it as traumatizing and yeah. like terrifying to 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 be on literally any perspective uh in this situation whether you're watching from nerve or you're in the or you're Shinji or you're these kids in the cockpit who just are like f- feeling guilt for beating up Shinji <laughs> yeah. also and it feels like this is the first time that like i i mean i already said in the other episodes i don't really understand how anyone could misunderstand the show but this is the feels like the first time like, okay like you really can't misunderstand this like yeah there's, there's oh, no one watching with their popcorn thinking like that was badass like you have to be like shocked at the way that shinji it's, handles it's, this fight it's very intentionally not badass like he fucks yeah. up a bunch and then he stabs it in one spot and just like holds it yeah and waits and screams like it's yeah. very much not bombastic in any way and there's very clearly like mental and emotional anguish happening with like the the callback to the i i, I can't run away and the screaming mm-hmm. and the the like tunnel yeah. vision aspect of it in any other show, the I can't run away, I'm going to fight, even though I shouldn't, and it's reckless. Like, that would be triumphant. That would be, be, like... admirable, yeah. Yeah, and in this one, it's just, like, lucky he's alive and definitely made his psyche worse. It's sad. That it's moment's sad. Really, that moment's really sad. hmm Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I feel like I've, I've seen a lot of people be like, I tried to get into Evangelion and just never got interesting. Or, uh, like... What the, they were All right. And I, I, I think, like... It's just a matter of like expectations of like yeah I was waiting for it to I was waiting for him to be cool and like a badass and these cool robot fights and it's like literally like the, the Gundam meme of cool robot and then like the yeah. g- going over is like generational trauma and all this like a bunch of other it's like a, a bunch of shit going over it but not that kind of show my dudes it's not and it's better for it we have plenty of those shows I love those kinds of shows but we have plenty this is the only one that I've seen that's like this. Yeah, and it, there's there's certainly other shows that do it. I think this one, um, at least in my own experience, I feel like this is one of the more like dire representations of these kind of themes I've seen. Like a lot yeah. of shows, I've seen a lot of shonens that like will talk about these themes, but they will still and evoke those shonen triumphant things. They'll just also try and talk about like other stuff while doing it. Sure. Uh, whereas I feel like, uh, at least in this the first third of this show it's very just like this is bad yeah this this one feels very singularly committed to its worldview mm-hmm. the, the show definitely as a whole like goes through a different like a, a couple different like uh sections i would say of like um 
where the themes are and like where it ends up landing is it's not just like shit is bad and gets worse forever um like uh because i was thinking like oh yeah a lot of these shonen shows will have like a levity or something and i'm like there is levity in uh evangelion as much as you might not believe it based so far penguin but uh there's it's really just like the context in which it exists is um not you know typically (laughs) what you see but we'll get there we'll get to the the middle half um i'll try not to compare it to twin peaks but i might when we get there so why why not do what you want you know it's just like (sighs) what are they gonna do beat your ass yeah (laughs) yeah probably Plakwas, get the JoJo stopping out meme ready. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, do I want to be online and comparing Evangelion on a podcast to Twin Peaks? Do I? Do I want to be that much of, of exactly that type of person? Yeah, probably. Yeah, if it's who you are inside, just whatever. I'm going to live my truth. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I remember we talked in another episode. We, we had talked about whether or not the fan service thing in the see you next time on dragon ball z shit yeah. uh was like uh how tongue-in-cheek it was and what it meant if you're like saying that and then also kind of doing it with uh masato early on uh but yeah, like did masato lie last time because there wasn't any in this episode although they there... did do it they did it again at the end of this one yeah no i think that's just a thing that she's gonna say literally every episode regardless of what happens that's so weird yeah it's I, I, it seems like a, a joke on like what shonen typically does <laughs> but I, I don't i guess but then again it is kind of thing like as we pointed out like technically it is still kind of there sometimes it's just uh because we we'd had that long conversation about like is it fan service if it's supposed if it seems framed to be uncomfortable I, I, if it's still there but i won't well i'll save that conversation for the next time it happens because <laughs> i'll sure save that conversation for last episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> It feels like it, it. It's almost like I. I am just like we've only watched three episodes of the show. Is <laughs> like yeah. kind of surprising for how much we've had to say about it. And yeah, we've we've hit yet another hour of talking about a twenty-minute episode. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to say. There's a lot to dig into. It's is uh, there? What's the total episode number again? Twenty-six, I think. Okay, that's what I thought. Yep, there are twenty-six episodes of the original run, um, and then uh, some movies to watch and cover. So far, so good. Three and zero oh, as far as having good episodes in my book. Yeah, no penguin in this episode. But I know, which I was initially bummed about, but you know what? I I got over it. Mm-hmm. I I got I got interesting emotional developments instead. So like you know, tomato tomato. Yeah, there was there was uh quite a bit <laughs> of those things, but yeah. So next time we will uh see what happens in episode four, where uh, according to the see you next time on segment. Um, Shinji's gonna run away. That boy's gonna run. He's gonna run away. And then I think they said get dragged back. I think they explicitly say yeah. no ki- no kind words were had or something. Yep. He's about to get yelled at. Ugh. Guess so, he just got yelled at. <laughs> so I imagine the next episode will have a lot of uh us concerned about characters again. Yeah, we're probably gonna have shitty dad back. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember specifically how much Gendo is uh present. Gendo is kind of interestingly not present, which I think says a lot. <laughs> as I'm it's sure been, you can guess. It's been four score in seven years since we last saw Gendo. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
fuck off. <laughs> you knew we couldn't have an episode where I didn't like make one allusion to that. <laughs> that's my lasting contribution to like the Evangelion fandom. Like that's gonna be my mark I left. I'm sure someone said that before. Alright, fine, but... then it'll be Toji and Earl. Yeah. I, I hope at some point we make a joke that has not been made. That's that's my secret B plot to this. One of you nerds out there like keep track of that for us. Uh, I'm sure someone knows. Anyways, uh I think that's it. I think it is for this episode of Nervous Rex. Chris, where could people find you on the internet? Where where's your letterboxed? <laughs> uh, you can find me on Letterboxd uh at Topher Disgrace, and that's the same place conveniently that you can find me on Twitter where I'll be tweeting about how I now have a letterbox and doing ridiculous draft purges with very cursed Hunter Hunter tweets. Yeah, those are things that happen. I have no <laughs> idea when these when these episodes are going to go up. So That's fine. <laughs> who knows how deep you'll have to find that Hunter Hunter <laughs> Don't tweet. Don't go looking. You, you have better things to do with your time, I promise you. I promise you as well. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J-O. I tweet about other shows that I make sometimes and other stuff. We This show is hosted on the Orange Ghost Podcast Network. You can find other shows and support the network at theorangegroves.com. Our, th- our theme music is from the Evangelion and Nintendo 64 game. Um, I don't think I need to credit that necessarily, but it is very funny to me every time. Uh, because this is a comedy show, obviously. <laughs> a comedy show where if we wanted to, we could record like bonus clips that you could like mash together of the end of when we hit pl- stop on every episode, just joke going, ah! Yeah, I do. Sc- I have screamed after the last two episodes. Uh, just because it's just like, it, it always lands on such a fucking moment where I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. That's, that's it then. Yep. Great. I'm sad now. Yeah. I wish there was a way to end this podcast on like a long shot of rain, but I don't <laughs> think that transfers to the medium. You just do a long, a long, like earful of rain. <laughs> that's, that's our new outro. It's that's just, also uh, Rain's new Twitter handle. <laughs> Uh oh yeah also our art will be done by Rain that'll all the, their Twitter will be in the show notes as well. Yeah, um, you'll have seen the art by now. Surely we haven't. Uh, I think I'm going to today though. Nice. <laughs> Based on texts I've been getting this whole episode. Anyways, I, I think that is that is it. Did we have an outro? I don't know. I was gonna say I'm a professional and stay off my phone during the show, but not so much of a professional that I've come up with an outro. I feel like we said something the last two times. I mean, I like, know there was like rate and. Re- Rate and review on iTunes. Oh, so Ray will have to, do, have it to again. do it again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think, I don't know. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>